Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. I didn't say hi, everybody. So hello, everybody. Finally. It's just I'm so relaxed because we're back from paradise. Boo! This is stinkies. Mucho stinkies, but uh, whatever. It was a good time. No, it's, it's totally whatever. We're very lucky to also be happy to come back home. Ish. Ish. <laughs> but we missed all of you guys. We totally missed all of you guys. We hope you missed us. But I really, truly believe that in episode four, we set our friends up for success in terms of fights while we were away. It was awesome. And now here we are in se- uh, episode five, season five, episode five. It's exciting too. It's a five. good numerology. Five, 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 five. five. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I was really trying to get us to record um, episode five while we were away. And by really trying to get us to record, I meant like at certain times, I'd be like, oh yeah, we should record. I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like Who the heck Ola wants to record when we could be not recording in (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to it. uh, Yeah, I guess we'll just get to it straight up right now. Just get to it. What happened the last few weeks? Saturday, July 10th, right? Dustin Poirier beat Conor McGregor in the ultimate MMA (laughs) boo-boo. We all know what happened. You guys all know. You've definitely heard what happened, and hopefully uh, you've seen some of the funny memes, but we'll just let you know that Conor broke his uh, his tib and fib. (laughs) Wait, his tib fib? His tib fib. And uh, yeah, his tib fib and uh, and he had surgery and i think even under anesthesia he continues to talk mad shit um what was our experience babe we woke up at 5 a.m in greece uh and watched the card we got on uh with relative ease yeah we totally uh, did at least our tv amikonos had like Apple TV and that helped. Yeah, and that's when I wanted to record. I either want I either wanted to record on the ferry on the way to Mykonos, so like before as like a last minute like who you got and then right after I was thinking we should have just done our reactions and just posted it, but then I was like, ah, whatever. Nah. Too I've been much up work. since five AM. I wanna go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um I am officially gonna say it. I'm gonna let all our friends know. Um I'm officially totally over conor mcgregor yeah i'm i'm gonna say i think it was also clear last episode that i'm i'm over his weak shit talking yeah i like can appreciate clever shit talking no it's it's over it's It's over over. it's over for him the whole thing's over he takes things poorly it's not even it's not even exciting. It's not even, or it's always exciting. It's just not fun. His personality is not fun anymore yeah. at all, or inspiring, or anything yes. positive. It's yes. just negative and ah, I have all this money. And those are the kind of people in the world that I fucking hate that just like him just because he has money. Like, whatever, dude. The money was great too, but he was hilarious and inspiring and uh, just awesome at his craft. And now he's just really good at having money and making more money. So God bless, bro. It's like that graffiti we saw, like how poor he must be. All he has is money. Yeah, but he's also like really rich. (laughs) That's all he has. Um, I think he genuinely likes the things that he does in his life too, maybe. Like buying Maserati yachts? 
Yeah. <laughs> was it Mar- was Maserati? No, Lamborghini. He oh. bought a $3 million, I think $3.6 million Lamborghini yacht. And the funniest meme I saw about it was it, he had a very disturbed looking face. And it was like, <laughs> the face when your Lamborghini yacht doesn't have a wheelchair, isn't wheelchair accessible. Ooh, burn. Yeah, sick burn. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Byrne. <laughs> yeah, so Gilbert Burns beat Stephen Thompson, which was a bummer for Booty Boy because we love him, but B- B- Burns is a nice guy, and he actually just, like, he was the first guy to really solve the Wonder Boy mm-hmm. puzzle, uh, and he did it really well. Um, so my book, one of the books that I read, I actually read a bunch of books on vacation, even though we were trying not to read too many books because we didn't want to just be sucked into the book world when we were over there and enjoying all the beauty of Greece. As per Bella's request. Yeah, yeah. She was like, chill. my nose in a book the entire time. <laughs> so we didn't read as much as... You didn't read as much as usual, which is good. I definitely did not. I read, I feel like, more books than usual, but I did it like fast, and I did it over while we were traveling, mm-hmm. so there wasn't a whole lot of shit. Anyway, the reason why I bring it up is because I read Ender's Game while I was away, and Ender's Game was recommended by Ryan Hall, who I'm a big fan of, as you guys know, and Ryan Hall lost. He had his first professional loss. Uh, Ilya Taporia knocked him out in the first round. Uh, Hall broke his hand on the first punch, punch and it was... It, it, it it was harsh. Ryan Hall's got to stop with just doing Imanari roles. He could do other things, man. He should do it. And, I didn't uh, watch it. Uh, he just did the same thing he always does. He rolls over, kept rolling over, rolling over, rolling over. And Taporia was just like, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to punch you yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not engaging you. And um, when he caught, he caught him when he rolled over like the wrong way in a position where Ryan Hall actually couldn't roll out of it. So And that's when he just knocked him out on the ground nice. so uh michelle pajara defeated nico price in a decision you guys gotta see uh andreas do a backflip in the octagon because that's what he did <laughs> <laughs> um he literally that's how he passed nico price's guard um and was on I top didn't watch that either. Bunch, yeah. <laughs> uh just so, so all our friends understand those were all on the undercard which we would 100,000 percent watch the undercard if we were in our studio yes but or i could at not Fight wake Island. up at 3 a.m yeah. to watch those yeah. the only I time could we could wake up at 3 a.m was when we were in fight island but not in greece totally different um and that was that whole card uh so what else happened while we were gone last saturday the 17th boring ass night but uh islam makhachev submitted tiago moises in the fourth fourth round so islam makhachev khabib Nurmagomedov's best friend uh slash like fake cousin or whatever does it again and we'll see what happens he looked great and misha tate is back she knocked out marion renault in the third round and uh potentially might fight holly holm next because misha beat her in 2016 and holly respectfully re- requested a rematch but misha tate is really just here to win the championship or fight for the belt so uh oh that wouldn't that wouldn't really help her out yeah and amanda nunez is just better than everyone although she hasn't fought in a while so let's see what happens let's see what happens so that was like a lot to go over but time just keeps moving along so so will we this week thankfully we can like ease back into things babe we only have the ufc to look forward to but It's going to be a good and free one. It starts at 4 p.m. on ESPN on Saturday. On the prelims, we have Ian Heinish and Brendan Allen. We also have Mickey Gall. I met Mickey Gall in a parking lot in New York City. Also have Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. That should be a really good fight. You guys all know we've been rooting for Miranda Maverick. Um, and 
I guess kind of against Macy Barber a little, but I'm not rooting against her anymore because she's lost two in a row now. And like she kind of needs a win just for her confidence. So also in the holding hands and throwing fist uh, discography, you said that you were supporting her when I was like, I can't fucking stand her because you were women supporting women over here. So, oh, I did say that Mm -hmm. because I said that's not fair that a woman can't play the heel. Yep. Is that what I said? Yep. <laughs> I have memory, you know. In my opinion, men shouldn't play him either. <laughs> also on the card is Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chasson. So a lot of names. It's it's quite interesting. Um, I'm glad we're back for this one because the card on the 17th was wiggity whack. So I'm super happy we're back, especially for this main event. Babe... Buckle up for this shit. <laughs> uh, Everyone, right. buckle the fuck up. The I notes was, are a sea of green highlights. I was not anticipating going so hard, but you all need to know. Sometimes your level of hate makes me uncomfortable, but this time it has me quite aroused. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so the main event is TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sandhagen. We'll get more into Corey later. But it's important for you all to note that this is TJ's first fight back since January 2019. That is like not necessarily a big deal because TJ lost to Henry Cejudo. Um, He lost. He lost. It wasn't an early stoppage. He for sure lost. We were there. We saw it live. And he definitely lost. Loser. And he had gone down to 125 to try and win the belt while he already had the 135 belt. So it's kind of... It's not a bad loss. Like, you already are the champ of another division. You tried your hand at something else. Most people go up in a weight class when Mm -hmm. they're trying to be a double champ. So, it's like, cool. But it's not fucking cool, babe. No. Because TJ was a loser and Homeslice was freaking cheating. He was using... EPO, he tested positive in his pre-fight tests and post-fight tests, which is another issue I have, but I'll discuss that later. Like, if he fucking tested positive before the fucking fight, why'd the fight go on? Got him, babe. Anyway, he was using EPO and this information, all of it came out after the fight. His coaches all said they didn't know about it. TJ says they didn't know about it. And TJ was suspended for two years. So the fact that he has not fought since January of 2019 is not COVID related at all. It's cheating related. Yep. My man looks like he's on drugs. He definitely does. Just so you all know, because I had to look this up when it happened two years ago. EPO is a synthetic hormone used to stimulate the body's production of red blood cells thereby increasing oxygen transport, a.k.a. better cardio. So people had in the past said that definitely TJ was on something. They would make these little snarky comments Mm -hmm. because his cardio is so good and he would often go into later rounds like his gas tank was full. Super fresh. Now Lance Armstrong was on EPO. Yes, which also makes sense because he needed that cardio to be able to finish his races. So obviously I hate cheaters, but the only people you know this well, because I am, I literally find them unforgivable, and that's probably a trait and personality flaw that I need to work on, but I fucking hate traitors. Mm-hmm. And Dillashaw's a traitor. Traitor. So this is where the green got real crazy. I'm going to try to run through this quickly, but 
hopefully you're all on this bandwagon. Let the hate flow through we your heart. hate TJ Dillashaw. I already told you the cheater thing. Here's the traitor You thing. suck, bro. <laughs> but you need some background to understand who he's being a traitor towards. So both TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt were part of Team Alpha Male under coach Dwayne Ludwig in 2012. The owner and fighter as part of that team and like kind of like main guy was Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. In 2014, Ludwig decided to leave that team in the gym, which uh, is tricky now because I can't read my own notes. Um, <laughs> but And he was like, I'm going to Denver basically. Which is fine. Like, cool. Totally fine. Uriah Faber announced it. It kind of wasn't like so great because it kind of felt a little bit like Ludwig was was a traitor, but it was fine. They had they had a little bit of beef because Ludwig was like, uh, it, there, was a, it was, there was money issues and shit. Uh, and and Lud, Ludwig was the, was the money guy because he was like doing mad shit for... Uh, he he was getting mad money and not paying Alpha Male, and it, and they were like cool with it, and they let him do his own sponsorships. Mm. So they kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, and then he took that money to, to leave. Open. Yeah. Oh, shooty duty! And it was always complaining about money and shit. So then Alpha Male like paid him more because he was complaining about fucking money, and then all of a sudden he just bounced and has all this money to open his own shit. Yeah. Well, that's a wrinkle. Um. So the same. And he's year- kind of a trashy dude too. I had to fucking unfollow him in like April 2020 uh, because of what fuck he was talking about. He was one in the mass unfollows of like post COVID, early COVID. He was a non-believer. Just yeah, just everything X Y Z. Okay, well, I'm gonna start saying X Y Z so people think I'm like smarter. And I'm also gonna tell you he spells his name like Dwayne Reed, not even like Dwayne the Rock. Johnson? Yep. So. Success. Loser. Um, So the same year that the coach left, TJ won the bantamweight belt as part of Team Alpha Male, which is like awesome. Yeah, Coach Ludwig had potentially helped him, but we got a belt for Team Alpha Male. Get out of here, Ludwig. Then in 2015, Cody made his UFC debut and TJ defended his belt. Like things were going great for Team Alpha Male. Things are <laughs> swimmingly going well yeah. for Team Alpha Male. But then enter Conor McGregor. God Literally, bless him. Can we fucking have anything without Conor McGregor? I mean, this was also Conor at my probably my favorite version. For of sure. So Faber, remember the owner, coach, and fighter for Team Alpha Male, was going to be a coach on the Ultimate Fighter against Conor McGregor. During the show in July, July is important to remember, of 2015, McGregor told Faber that TJ was a snake in the motherfucking grass and that TJ was going to stab Faber and Team Alpha Male in the back by leaving the team. Of course, Faber and TJ laughed this off. Like, you can watch this, guys. You can watch this on The Ultimate Fighter. So uncomfortable and also... It's a thing when you guys ask for things to look up on YouTube, look up, just type in Connor, TJ, Cody, Ultimate Fighter. It's worth watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they get into a brawl and it's awesome. And what's the best part is TJ literally, the the person Connor is talking about is there. He is there, even though it's Faber who's the coach of the Ultimate Fighter. He's there, he's laughing it off, brushing it off. However, Mystic Mac was fucking right, babe. In October, 
only three months later. So clearly things were already in the works. When Conor McGregor said this, TJ left Team Alpha Male. Who'd he go join? Who? you damn right, babe. It was Dwayne Ludwig. <gasps> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. It's right. So... The story's not even finished yet, but I've already told you what you need to know. (laughs) There's still more. You know enough. TJ Dillashaw is a cheater and a traitor, and I never want him to win. Ever. Ever. I actually like his fighting style very much. Oh, my Lord. I do not. Uh, I actually do. I, I did like his fighting style, but I dislike him so much before even listening to your rant now i dislike him even more (laughs) good um and i would definitely want him to lose and we'll get uh into that later but what do i don't want to say i lost my track i lost my track i'm back on track um (laughs) this was like vintage connor because and this is what i loved about connor for a minute when he was doing his ascent he was doing mental warfare and he was so observant and aware of everything around him it wasn't like meditation or visualization it was just pure like being locked into the fucking moment Mm. and aware of your surroundings and psychology it was it was incredible and that and and that's why like he would say words to himself over and over again like capitalize and that's like what he said the week before he started the ultimate fighter because he was literally capitalizing on the moment of him beating uh the other team alpha male guy uh chad mendez so he he didn't just say it like oh TJ is gonna leave you and stuff like that. He saw he was at the gym with all of them all the time, and he could tell how people interacted and when people showed up and when people left. Yeah, and who were working he didn't with. he didn't necessarily that, say that, that awesome. TJ was gonna leave. He saw that something was off yeah. with home slice, and he said it, which is awesome because like I would never fucking say that shit. <laughs> I would just keep it to myself, be like, huh. Um, but that Connor's fucking so far gone. I, I want to say too because we watched all the embedded's uh, poolside in uh, <laughs> Mykonos, uh, Mykonos, Mykonos, and then it's just like my man's doesn't even li- like he gets everything literally handed to him by all the people that he pays obviously he's earned it and all that stuff but like something changes in your brain when you you, you don't even get up to go get a water bottle yeah somebody hands you your water bottle or you, or you don't even ever ever when was the last time this guy opened a water bottle <laughs> he gets a, his water bottle handed to him opened already yeah that's fucking nuts i so, know with that i see you reaching for your own water bottle <laughs> have I fun yeah. <laughs> I'd have to fucking open it myself. And let's go to the top Ugh. three. All right. We're at 19 minutes, but we've been gone for a couple weeks, so we'll go a little bit over, but oh, not much. Oh my gosh, not much. All right. Number one in our top three, I'm going to go real fast we have to start with ty tuivasa hell yeah dude he was on the same card as connor and dustin it was 264 he was fighting against greg hardy who like tj dillashaw i don't want him to win ever because in the past he assaulted a girlfriend Anyway, still never want him to win. So <laughs> we were rooting for ty tuivasa but then his whole performance from walkout to the actual fight 
was amazing. Yeah. He walked out to Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Brilliant. He Fucking brilliant. Had the crowd dancing. George was like, look, you never see the crowd like dancing and like meaning it. And you never see the camera really go to the crowd that much. That's how much fun the crowd was having when this guy was just walking out. Yeah. Uh, then when the fight began, Hardy was coming on strong and he did actually have Tuavasa hurt, but then Hardy came in too fast and Ty knocked his ass out in the first round. It all happened so quickly. So right after he knocked Greg Hardy out, literally right after he jumped on top of the octagon. Okay. Fighters just like do that now. But he called for a beer and a shoe. Some fan, like, because he is known for this, some fan immediately gave him both, and Ty did a shoey before he even had his post On top of the cage. On top of the cage. And no one was even trying to get him down. They always try to get you down immediately. They always do. And they let him do it. I think it's just because it was like the first full, right? It was the first, oh, it was the first at T-Mobile Arena Uh, since Corona. So they, they were just plain loosey-goosey, I guess. Anyway, it was just so much fun and such entertaining, positive energy. If you go back and watch anything from UFC 264, this is the fight. But make sure you get the walkout. Dude, and when he was walking back to the locker room after his win he was just doing shoeys random shoeys that people were giving him this one fucking asshole i saw it happen live and i was like no but i didn't even notice what it was at first and i found out like immediately after that this one guy fucking put in a bob like squeezed in the majority of a bottle of Dustin Poirier's hot sauce. Was he trying sauce. to be an asshole though? That's yeah. why it wasn't why in my notes because I didn't want to give this asshole any airtime. Because I want to give him airtime. I don't want to say fuck you. You're a fucking piece of shit, and I wish the worst things upon you. Because why would you do that to somebody? That's so that's so mean and rude and and bad hearted. So fuck you, asshole. Well, he also had a stupid shirt on. He looked like it was like an affliction shirt from 2001. So let him be a loser. Could have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Then. Well. All right, so then after that happened, whatever, he looked like he was going to throw up. I, uh, have, did you hear him on Instagram live like a couple days later? Where he was like, I knew, I saw something, he put something into it. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to be that much, but he's like, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> he's <laughs> no, like, all right, so at least he was funny about it because I was really upset about that shit. I was really mad. And then I uh, forgot that I stopped being mad when I saw that he was laughing about it. But then the better thing was that right when he went into the tunnel, someone fucking just poured, which is very classy when you compare it to a shoey. Somebody from on top of like the tunnel at like an arena poured a beer. So probably from like 20 feet high (laughs) just into his mouth. And he drank the whole thing and he called most of it. It was awesome. He was he's been waiting for those beers for couple weeks <laughs> for sure at least i mean he's a heavyweight and he's a fatty mcfuckfuck fuck, so he looks like he hasn't been off the beers that long but he looked good actually he lost a little he lost a little bit of weight for being a fatty mcfuckfuck fuck. <laughs> all right number two in our top three all right so this is one of the segments you asked for so spotlight a fighter of the week and go deep in their background history technical skills etc and suggest free fights on youtube you should watch uh to prepare to see the upcoming weekend We're going to talk about Corey Sandhagen, the guy that we are fully, we don't want both to win this weekend. No, 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 no. We are fully supporting Corey Sandhagen whooping T 
TJ Dillashaw's ass, right? So Corey Sandhagen is from Colorado. He fights uh, for, I believe, Elevation Fight Team. Yes, and he's a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So his the majority of his background is striking, but he has really good grappling and good Jiu-Jitsu. Um, when I look at his record, right, you know, I actually thought that he was a little bit more accomplished than it kind of looks, but I think it's because he's getting just better still all the time. So he's mm-hmm. still in the ascent. So this is a big opportunity to get into uh, a fighter before he potentially blows up. Cause if he knocks TJ Dillashaw's a- ass out on, uh, intro music on, because we're going so over, <laughs> if he knocks TJ Dillashaw's ass out on Saturday, he's going to definitely move up the ladder in a big, big For way. For sure. Um, so when you look at his um, bah, 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 record, right, he won a split decision versus John Lineker, so that's kind of like whatever, but that was like the, his first win over like a, a name, right? Right. He uh, beat the shit out of Rafael Sansao, if I remember, because I remember watching that live. He lost, he, he had one loss early on in his career, so let's write it off, but he lost to Aljamain Sterling. Now, I got to talk to you about this, babe. I know we're big Aljo's fans here. You, you, you even bigger than me. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say you're a bigger Aljo fan than me. Uh, Did you know Aljo and Marab and Al went to Georgia? No, did they? Yeah. Uh, Not the state, everyone. Georgia, the country where Marab is from. I, oh my gosh, I need to find pictures. That's incredible. So I would cute. love to see pictures. It's I like know. family vacation. Jesus. Okay, sorry. Um, so Aljo, whatever, is having his own thing because... Well, I, don't, I know. No, 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 We're no, not no. even going to talk no, about no, that. No. But uh, Corey Sanhagen fought Aljo in UFC 250 on June 6th, 2020. So it was uh, early on still during the whole Corona thing. So it was during like a quiet venue uh, at the UFC Apex. And Aljo pretty quickly in the in the first round with like a minute and 28, min, uh, 28 seconds left, caught Corey's back and choked him out and literally put him to sleep. And it was really awful. It was really, really yeah. awful. And we were very, very excited because it was Aljo and we were rooting for him and he won. Um, but I got to say, I think Corey just made a mistake, man. I think he made, and this happens in fights. Sometimes you just make one small mistake. He exposed his back and Aljo took advantage. And credit to Aljo for doing that. But even though um, your man Santa Hagen has two losses, the first one, whatever, not a big deal. The second one, I'm willing to forgive him for it. I think it was just a mistake, man. I think it was just a mistake for somebody who was really good. That's fine. So whatever, credit to Aljo. But I think also, that's a fight people should go back and watch, though. I think, yeah. I think, so this it's is what fast, I'm saying. so it's easy. Yeah. He's, there's three fights uh, that you should watch because they're all fast and easy. Uh, that's the Aljo fight. Then he fucking uh, beat Marlon Moraes with a TKO with a spinning wheel kick. You should just look up. Uh, it, it, you know what? If you can't even get to watch his full fights, you just type in Corey Sandhagen highlights and you're definitely going to mm-hmm. see. You're not going to see him getting choked out unconscious by Aljo. <laughs> but you're going to see him get the, the spinning wheel kick against Marlon Moraes, which is really fucking cool. And... Sad to say, the flying knee against Frankie Edgar, which was just masterful. His striking looks like it's gotten even better. Uh, But that flying knee is really something amazing. It was really like Instagram worthy. You guys have probably seen it if you follow the Instagram. That's so so sad. Um, Anyway, definitely worth the spotlight of the week. We like Corey a lot. We're for sure rooting for him. And we also like 
that he does not use paper towel, so it almost balances out the eight million pieces of bounty George uses a day. You know what? I I do, and I'm and I've come to terms with it. That's good. Yeah. Of course, Anne Hagen's hands are probably nasty. <laughs> Why? Because he doesn't use enough bounty. <laughs> okay. Right. We're running Ooh. out of time here. So Ooh, we're number go. three, I'm yeah. excited for. I was going to rush through it, but all right. No, 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 no. We got to rush through it. We got to rush through it. Oh, son right. of a gun. This is so long, too. We have to rush through it. The Olympics opening ceremony is this Friday, 730 on NBC. Holding hands and throwing fists for the next, whatever it is, two weeks or month is a podcast dedicated to the fun side of fighting and the olympics for sure we are fully committed to the olympics get ready for next week we're gonna have an olympics recap we're gonna keep a fucking google word document with notes of awesome things that we saw at the olympics that i'm not gonna fill out and you're gonna stress out about and then <laughs> fill in all the notes and then you're gonna ask me just to put in a couple extra notes and i'm not gonna do it until the last minute right before we start recording next week so that's what's gonna happen Woo, can't wait. the uh, main guy who's doing the music of <laughs> the, the music director of the opening ceremonies had to step down because he said in an interview in 1990 uh, in a magazine that he used to bully kids when he was younger. So we're at that point now of I can't. that just saying I that cannot. you used to be a little bit of a bully. And he was obviously remorseful in the interview. He yeah. wasn't like fucking proud of himself. 30 years ago. Jesus Christ. Whatever. We also didn't read the article, so maybe he was really, really bad, but whatever. But whatever. Uh, Ralph Lauren will be doing all the uh, Olympic designs for all the American athletes again, so can't wait to see what it looks like. I don't really like Ralph Lauren stuff at all, but I love when he, they do stuff for the Olympics, so that's sometimes, cool. Sometimes. Sometimes. It hasn't sometimes been always fire. It hasn't always been fire. Um, the Parade of Nations takes up most of the ceremony, and there's all these notes here about it, but you know what? Greece always goes first because fucking duh all right all right so there we go what's gonna be last usa uh that's false (laughs) japan actually the whole country's last yeah thanks for the notes um but guess who's fourth take a wild guess you would never guess yep one two three four you would never guess how is ireland fourth I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Tell all of us why. How could that be if it's alphabetical order? Because when they fill out their paperwork, they use the Irish name for Ireland, which starts with the A, doesn't it? A-I-R-E. You're fucking with me. No. You are fucking with me. No. First of all, it's E. Uh, Sure. When they do it. Second of all, in the notes, the rest of the nations are in katakana order which is just alphabetical order following the japanese writing system oh so ireland is fourth in japanese in japanese um alphabetical order i would love to hear a japanese person say ireland (laughs) we might we could and the only other team that's out of order is the refugee olympic team who will go right after greece that's cool super interesting all right, what are you most excited to watch, babe, for Summer right. Olympics? Because so, Winter Olympics don't even fucking count. Although who we like cares them, about them? Sorry, Jamie. Not now. Not now. Some of our favorite Summer Olympics events to watch, but definitely not 
like only these include gymnastics of course both men and women's the men's teams actually start competing on friday like before even the opening ceremonies i think and the women's on saturday so check out those events we obviously also love swimming is there any particular event within swimming that you love more than any other that you'd like to shout out uh i like the relays relays are always fun i like i anything that's ims and i like uh the 100 meter sprint excellent um we also love beach volleyball which also starts friday i'm so excited i don't know beach volleyball might be my favorite beach volleyball is exciting artistic swimming we're into we like the boxing and both of the flag bearers at the parade of nations for ireland are representing Ireland in boxing, of course. Um, That's where most of our medals come from. We love diving and we also love water polo. So the games, it seems like don't start until the opening ceremonies, but that would be false. They have already started. Uh So just so you maybe get interested, the USA women's softball team beat Italy already. Wow. But... Dude. Italian softball. The USA women's soccer team lost to Sweden. I don't know what's going on over there, but... (laughs) I was going to make a joke, but it's inappropriate. Glad you did it. All right, so we're talking martial arts, uh, right? Uh, Martial arts. What other martial arts are in the Olympics? Judo. a lot of mixed feelings. Judo, good. Got any more? Karate. Karate. Any more? No. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Boxing. I already said boxing. Yeah. And uh, wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. I'm I meant, so I was, excited for wrestling. Are you? I was going to put that on so our list, but I didn't know. We were like excited. Really? I've been watching freaking Olympic wrestling for the past year and a half on YouTube every day. Oh, I thought you were working. That's weird. No. <laughs> fuck out of here this episode was brought to you by greece the best damn country in the world damn it 